You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Abuchi. Episode 30, five questions I would have asked Richard Branson. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started, I would just like to say that if you're not having a good day, please note that there is help out there. Today's podcast, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about one of my entrepreneurial idols and what I would say to him if I had had the opportunity to meet him and speak to him. But before I do that, I thought it would be really interesting to share with you a little bit of a story of how I came to meet Richard Branson, my entrepreneurial idol. But let's take a step back. For those of you who are not familiar with Richard Branson, he is one of the world's most prominent entrepreneurs, one of the most successful entrepreneurs, running over 400 companies underneath the Virgin Group umbrella. He has been an entrepreneur since his teenage years when he founded his magazine um, early on when he was in secondary school. And he decided that it would be something that he would do as a part of his um, his desire to report on world events. Um, so he decided to start a magazine. And back then, there wasn't social media, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't a lot of the stuff that we have today. So anyone being an entrepreneur in that era probably had it tougher, I would say, than some of us today who have a lot more um, connections and networks to be to be part of. So Richard Branson started his career very early and he knew very early on that that is all he wanted to do. And he started in an industry of magazine publishing, something he'd never done before. And that's been the trend with Richard Branson ever since a very young age. He has been continuously breaking barriers, not only to his own learning, but also around what industries that he would be part of. He's had many times been ridiculed Um, of others saying that he has no experience in a particular industry and then just to prove them wrong or to create competition in industry, he then goes and breaks that barrier. So Richard Branson has been an entrepreneurial idol of mine for many, many years now. He is someone who has proven that business opportunities are like buses, they say, he, he says, there's always another one coming. He's also been someone who is prolific in saying that any mistakes that you make in life are actually opportunities to learn and start again. He's written many, many books. Uh, The most recent one that I've read is Finding Your Virginity. And I think that as part of his screw it, let's do it attitude has absolutely disrupted many, many industries and many markets. In fact, he's been able to demonstrate why he's the world's, well, one of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, not only by taking uh, big risks, but actually by changing the game in some industries and actually creating a significant amount of competition. Richard Branson strikes me as the person, as a person who doesn't like to stand still. As you can see from um, in the media, you would have seen him many times where he's not only taken opportunities to to steal the publicity and limelight from other organizations, but actually to to make a fool of himself. And that's worked for him being the face of such a such a large organization that employs so many people around the world he's also 
been able to contribute to a number of worthy causes. He spent a lot of time supporting and helping those um, underneath the Virgin Unite umbrella. And he's also established um, committees like the Elders Group, which has been brought together from around the world, people that are elite in their field to help make a difference in the world. And so Richard Branson is someone who I've idolized and looked up to as a wannabe entrepreneur or as a wantrepreneur, as I call it. So many, many years ago, I started looking into entrepreneurship and, and thinking about wanting to be my own, my, my own boss and running a business where, like Richard, I can do whatever I want and, and you know, enter multiple industries if I felt like doing so. Now, I'm a little while away from that yet, but it still inspired me to follow his journey, read his books, and actually stay close to what he's doing. So as you can appreciate, being a business owner myself, uh, my second business now um, in the last seven years, the first one uh, pivoted into what today um, is with Agile Management Office. But ultimately, something that's been on my bucket list for many, many years is actually to meet Richard Branson. I've had it on my bucket list. Um, I've had it up on my wall. I've had it in my phone. I knew that someday, somehow I would meet him. And I didn't know when and I didn't know where. But I recall not long ago, about pro- probably a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, um, I remember s- seeking out to the universe and actually saying that the one one of the things that is on my bucket list is a program that is run by Business Chicks, which I am a part of. It's a it's the largest female networking group in Australia. They're now also in the US. And being part of that group, they run an annual um, one-week sort of conference retreat um, event where they are hosted by Richard Branson at the British Virgin Islands, at Necker Island, where he lives. And it's an immersive week where I've heard lots of amazing stories. And to be part of that opportunity you not only need to be a member of Business Chicks, but you also um, have to be able to afford not only the the large um, expense that comes with such an opportunity, uh, but also to to be able to, I guess, travel to the other side of the world um, on your own. For those who've known me, I've had um, my own personal uh, challenges with anxiety and fear of flying was one of those up until a few years ago. And, And ultimately, the cost of this trip although life-changing, is quite significant, um, significant in, in its entirety. So one of the things that I've been doing is having that on my bucket list and, and really asking the universe to, to help me get there one day. So as I reached out a couple of weeks ago to this business chicks group when I saw the, the, the next um, annual event coming through in December in 2019, I saw um, a comment uh, about this, or I posted a comment about this saying that, you know, my dream and aspiration includes going over to that trip and being part of the experience with Richard Branson and the other wonderful uh, team that will be there at the time. And I put it out to the universe saying that one day I hope that I can not only um, afford the trip, uh, but also um, overcome the, the challenge around the fear of flying. And I recall some messages coming back. One lady commented on my post saying that, she um, was wondering whether I was going to be seeing him next week in Brisbane. Now, I live in Melbourne um, and Brisbane is about a couple of hours away from, um, from Melbourne by plane, but I actually wasn't aware that he was going to be in Australia. Um, so I immediately searched 
the internet, as you do, to try to find out a little bit more about this opportunity. And that is where I came across Success Resources. Success Resources um, is an event um, unlike no other where the organisers bring together some of the world's best and most prominent speakers, not just in business or entrepreneurship, but from around the world across a number of different industries and genres, different skills, different backgrounds, different people. And so I noticed that they had an event um, with Richard Branson as the, the main feature in both Sydney and actually in Brisbane also. Unfortunately for me, he was not going to be appearing in Melbourne. Richard, if you're listening, I highly recommend you come to Melbourne. It is an absolutely beautiful place to be, and I promise you it is the best food and coffee in the country. Sorry to anyone listening from interstate. But anyway, so when I found out that he was going to be in Sydney and Brisbane, Sydney is naturally closer to Melbourne, so I thought that I would try to attend that event. Although, unfortunately for me, I was unable to attend the Sydney conference because he, uh, sorry, because I was actually hosting a webinar for the Australian Institute of Project Management, a webinar that had a number of people attending that I couldn't move. The next available date happened to be the Brisbane date and I was available. So when I inquired about being able to go, I just wanted to try to create an opportunity where I could meet him. And I know with these events, they're almost really, really challenging and almost impossible to meet the actual speakers. But I thought I would try my luck. So I took initiative and I called the company. And I actually spoke to a couple of people there and I said to them that I was um, really, really keen on meeting Richard Branson, that I would be happy to volunteer my time or do something in return to give me that opportunity. At this point, I also was going to attend the conference, which seemed like a really interesting and informative event. But to be honest, I didn't really know any of the other speakers. I just knew that I wanted to see if I could meet Richard Branson whilst he was here in Australia because the last time he was here was many years ago. And so when reaching out to the Success Resources team, uh, they did say they would get back to me and I'll give them um, a very big credit because they did. And they told me that there was actually an opportunity to meet Richard now, at this point, I was very, very excited. They had advised that there was a unique opportunity to meet with him and it was specifically reduced to only 50 people in each state. And I could be one of the 50 people and that there was only three tickets remaining for their platinum package. Now, the platinum package was uh, was not a cheap package, but it meant that I would be guaranteed an opportunity to meet with Richard Branson and to take a photo, as well as having um, a number of other be- benefits as part of the Platinum membership. So naturally, I immediately said yes, and I was then secured a ticket. I then organised my flights to Brisbane so I can go to this amazing opportunity and see Richard Branson in the flesh and actually was wondering what would be the things that I would ask him had I had that opportunity. Now with these sorts of events you really don't know what to expect. You don't know if you're going to get to spend any time talking to the person because obviously their schedules are so busy. Sometimes you have to plan for the worst but hope for the best. One of the things I decided to do as part of the lead up to this event was I took the initiative again Being an entrepreneur, I always, um, both as an entrepreneur and in my corporate life, proactively try to demonstrate value. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to give Richard something 
something memorable that would coincide with something that he loves or something he loves to do. So I thought about it and I thought, well, what do you what do you get a billionaire and what can you buy a billionaire that at best case he accepts it and at worst case he doesn't and then you're left with a funny story as to why you've got something that, you know, ultimately has his name on it. And so I decided to get him a little pocket-sized notebook because I constantly hear and read about Richard's carrying around his notebook with him wherever he goes and he's been doing that since he was a teenager. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great to get him a notebook? And I had his initials engraved onto the notebook and also packaged that up with a pen. I put a message inside for him and I also left my business card. Now, eagerly anticipating the event, I was very, very excited. And I was actually second row from the front of the stage when he was there. And I knew that from, from looking at all the other speakers before Richard that he was possibly going to come out and speak. I didn't know at the time that he was going to be interviewed by, by another person. But as I listened to him speak, I took away a number of key insights and I thought that before I share with you some of the questions I would have asked if it was me interviewing him, I thought I would share with you some of the things that he uh, shared as part of his um, time on stage. He did spend a considerable amount of time with us Although I feel that although both he and the interviewer were interesting to to listen to um, and, uh, you know, professionals in their own right, I did feel that some of the questions, especially at the beginning of the interview, were things that really weren't that helpful to uh, what I would, um, what I've been led to believe, mostly business uh, business people in the room, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. In fact, um, there, there was an estimated 4,000 people in the Brisbane conference and uh, as, as, a, as a result of the many presenters asking how many people were business owners, uh, many people put their hands up. So I'd guess that at least 60 70% of people in the room were actually business owners. So I was really excited to hear what would be asked I love to, to you know, hear um, Richard's thoughts and what he speaks about. What, what I wasn't expecting was to hear um, many of the anecdotes that he has in his books. Um, those are things that I've, like many others, read and, and already know. Um, I felt that the interview itself, although it was good in, good in length and duration, probably um, wasn't targeted uh, initially with questions that would help myself as a business owner or as an entrepreneur. And I would probably say that for others um, and speaking to a few others that maybe they felt the same. We did get some insights from Richard um, throughout, but some of the questions that asked for maybe the first um, third of the interview were really just personal questions about um, romantic things that he's done um, or questions about, um, you know, April Fool's pranks that he's taken and which ones were the most memorable. Now, they're really good stories, but really doesn't add too much value to, um, you know, myself or others who are you know trying to run a business and and aspire to be a successful um entrepreneur like Richard some of the key um takeaways from hearing him speak were that he believed that the education system is flawed um something that I um agree with and uh, have spent some time um in in the last uh, three to four years working with a with a top European university to introduce more practical approach 
and application of skills for students. So I'm glad that we were aligned on that one. He was asked what the good traits of a good leader would be and his views were being a good listener, being a tremendous motivator of people, looking for the best in people, finding an excuse to praise people and being the best in in your field, even if it's something very small, regardless of what the field, try to be the best in it. He also said that uh, in terms of his uh, motivation uh, when he was early on and about to set up his airline business, that he reached out to a, to a friend who happened to be someone who was competing with uh, British Airways at the time, and 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 that mentor person said to him um, to use yourself, um, use yourself because you don't have advertising budget as the entertainment, as the marketing, as the you know the person who's the face of the business, and so. He did, he did say that that was a big part of what made him step up and be that, you know, be that larrikin that he is. He also talked about detail and saying that you need to worry about detail because detail is everything and that even the smallest amounts of feedback or suggestions that you get from staff and customers, you need to take it on board and deal with it in, in some way, shape or form. I recall him telling a story about the salt and pepper shakers on the Virgin Airlines flights which were a bit costly and shaped like windmills. And he did say that they he found out from his accountant that over $8 million per annum were being um, was being lost due to these windmill salt and pepper shakers being stolen. So Richard being Richard decided to actually have them all um, taken away and underneath at the bottom inscribed pinched by uh, pinched from Virgin. So therefore, when people were taking these, they ended up having something not only to tell a story about, but people were actually taking photos and posting them online as well. He said that, you know, when looking at uh, when looking at running a business um, or wanting to do multiple businesses, you need to do um, a couple of key things. And one of those is focus on the first business first. Don't try to create multiple businesses at exactly the same time. Get one created, make that, you know, working and then focus on others. And once you've done that, make sure you delegate. So learn the art of delegation is something that is really important and and something that I think we can all use um, a lot more of. I definitely am one of those that needs to be better at that and it's something I've taken away as an action for myself. One of the other things that surprised me um, was that he said that social media is absolutely critical and that is really interesting because he does have a team of people that run his social media accounts. Um, he does spend a lot of time on social media and it's really helped their business significantly. And in addition to that, beyond his entrepreneurial um, and running these businesses and being founder and a CEO, he actually spends nowadays about 70% of his time on not-for-profit initiatives. And I would like to call out that Richard donated his fee from at these from these speaking events to charity. So um, not only coming along um, across the other side of the world, but actually being part of an event where he actually um, was there volunteering his time effectively um, in hope of supporting further his charity and charity partners. Now, one of the other things um, and one of the last uh, lessons that I wanted to take, because as I said, we had about an hour and there were a, couple, a few of the key ones, was that he he said that his philosophy and focus is, you know, you need to make sure that yourself, if you think of yourself as a circle um, in the centre, you need to think of yourself and take care of yourself and make sure you're well before then you can 
expand beyond that and start helping family and taking care of family. And then the third circle around that is, you know, community and being there for community. And then beyond that, it's your, you know, being there to support your country and help your country. And beyond that, it's the world. So he, he, the way that he was describing this is you need to be happy with yourself and take care of yourself and have the right balances for yourself before you can grow the circle around you, before you can grow and expand and help other people. And that might be just outside your immediate circle, your family. But ultimately, it was a really, really good, um, a really, really good experience overall. And I will be writing a detailed uh, account of the event and all of the other amazing speakers and giving you insights, learnings, tips, quotes, references, um, and photos from the event. So if you'd like a copy of that, make sure you're following me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, F-A-T-I-M-A-H-A-B-B-O-U-C-H-I. So it's www.linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Fatima Abucci, and you will get access to that once it's published later this week. Now, as I mentioned to you, there could have been a lot more learnings and a lot more benefits from an hour with Richard Branson. A lot more things could have been said and a lot more things I think could have been asked. And I'm always prolific in wanting to put my hand up and ask questions. And I know that he was very kind in opening up the floor, but with 4,000 people in the room, the interview um, interviewee, uh, a lady by the name of Lisa Messenger, who, um, who did a good job. Um, she did take the initiative to try to go around the room, especially to the back of the room, um, and help um, let people ask questions. There were a few questions. Um, uh, there was a, a few um, questions and they were all different. Um, they were all of different, um, uh, different themes effectively. But ultimately, I want to think about what would be the things that I would ask Richard Branton. I have thought about this um, earlier today and really think that the questions that I would have asked had I been interviewing him, I, I would have tried to target those questions to be really closely aligned to business entrepreneurship, for example, or, or um, the not-for-profit sector. I want to ask questions that I think could add value to not only myself but also the wider audience. And I think that it would be really um, beneficial if if one day I was able to actually ask Richard some of these questions. He is turning 70 next year. So one of the first questions I would have started with is, what, what are you going to be doing for your 70th birthday? I mean, considering how many amazing and crazy uh, leaps of faith. I mean, it's estimated that he's nearly died over 70 times with crazy, um, crazy, crazy pranks and and tricks and things he's done in life and in business, as well as his personal life. But that would have been one of the first questions I would have liked to start with. Other than that, some of the other questions that interest me is, how do you prioritise new ideas or initiatives? That's something that I think a lot of people struggle with, not just in business, um, if you're a small business, but even in big business. Something that is really challenging is you might have a lot of ideas and as entrepreneurs, we tend to have many. What would be those? Um, what would be those steps that you would take to prioritize? Is there a process that you follow? Is it a team of people? Is there a specific rule of thumb? Do you follow a particular process? I would have really been interested to know how Richard prioritized new ideas or initiatives. The second question I would have liked to know is who is his greatest inspiration, and how have they in turn helped you in your career? Well, there's obviously a lot of people in the world. Um, 
I, I believe that inspires individuals. He's one of my inspiration. But I would love to know who inspires Richard Branson and how have they helped him in his career and in life in general. The third question that I would like to know is how do you transpose your notes in your many, many notebooks into actions? He's a prolific notebook carrier and he talks about his notebooks in every book he writes. But I want to know after you write those notes in those many, many notebooks, how do you actually transpose some of those into action? What's the process? Is there a system? Does someone take them and put them online? I would love to know that. The fourth question I would ask is what is the best free tool or system or software that you've used as an entrepreneur? As small business owners and entrepreneurs, sometimes we can't afford to pay for expensive software. And I'm sure that in his early career, he may have come across some or may be familiar with some now that he could recommend that would help us um, being able to, you know, test and learn with a new product system or tool. And then the final question I probably would have asked, he is, he says, he said in his um, Brisbane interview that detail is everything and you need to be across it. What I'd love to know is how does Richard stay across the details when he is running over 400 companies? Now, that is something that I think many of us would be interested in knowing because if he can do that and be across the detail of that many companies, surely we could take some of those learnings and those lessons and embrace them in our own businesses so that we can be less chaotic in the way we do things sometimes and be more organized and taking some of those lessons to become more efficient, more streamlined, and ultimately um, more um, and ultimately more successful in the long run. So there you have it. They are the five questions I would have asked Richard Branson had I had the opportunity. I didn't have the opportunity to ask him any of these questions because he was in a rush and all we had to do is get a photo with him or a couple of photos with him. I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. Um, I did I did uh, think mumble a few words in nervousness to him, but other than that, I unfortunately didn't get the chance to interview him on that day. But who knows? Watch this space. Maybe one day Richard will hear this podcast if we share it and he may be willing to answer these questions or maybe he'll be willing to come on a future podcast and share some more about his entrepreneurial journey with all of us. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this has been helpful. If it has, please feel free to share it or share your comments. Sharing is caring. Otherwise, I wish you a lovely day and I will talk to you all again soon. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.